Hi, I'm Katie Marquette, and you're listening to Born of Wonder. And here there is something more than just a transient experience. It's about uh, being. It's about the things that matter to me. It's about the white spaces between the paragraphs. Then God said, let there be light. It's a mistake you always made, Doc, trying to love a wild thing. Night comes with heavy steps through our land, calling. Sunlight the earth forgets, shadows are falling. However dark the night, rising with candles bright. Santa Lucia, Santa Lucia. Though long may be the night, hope she is bringing. Hear now the maid in white, silently winging. Hushed wonder in the air, lights glowing in her hair. Santa Lucia, Santa Lucia. The darkness soon shall flee valleys and shadows, sunlight I can foresee over the meadows. The sun will come again, rise in the sky to rain, Santa Lucia, Santa Lucia. Translated from Swedish by Thompson Spackman. Hello and welcome to Born of Wonder. I'm Katie Marquette and on this podcast we explore anything and everything that inspires wonder and awe in the world. Today on the podcast we're going to be talking about embracing the darkness, embracing those those uh, short days. I don't know about where you are but around 3 p.m. now it's uh, you know starting to look like approaching sunset and uh, after 5 p.m. Um, it's getting dark. It's getting dark. I'm doing the barn and by the time we're done, uh, you know, Jojo's pointing out the stars as we're walking back into the house and it'll be, you know, six o'clock. So it's that time of year. Uh, daylight savings has just happened. And if you have kids or animals, you are kind of living in this alternate reality where, um, you know, because they they don't acknowledge that this time change happened. I don't know who, you know, nobody's getting this extra hour of sleep. Um, but we are getting an extra hour of the day, right? Or at least it feels that way. Um, at least the past few days, um, you know, it's felt like I've had a full day by noon um, because if the kids are up at, you know, 5.30 or so, um, which is like 6.30 their time, um, by the time we're, you know, uh, getting to lunchtime, I feel like we've we've already had a full day. So um, it, I'm looking at it as the gift of time. And I also get to see some pretty amazing sunrises uh, doing the barn in the morning, which I really, really love. So um, this is all about um, <laughs> trying to find joy in this approaching darkness. Um, I like it for the most part. Um, 
But I know that I'm kind of in the minority here, uh, especially, you know, I have friends who work office jobs and things like that. And, you know, it's really a bummer when they're getting off of work at five o'clock and the sun is going down and they haven't had time to get outside, you know, go for a walk, things like that. And that is so important, so important for our mental health and our emotional well-being and everything like that. Um, but I think that there's sort of a bigger theme here about uh you know, living in tune with the seasons. I think so much of um, modern angst is that we are constantly trying to sort of live at the same pace uh, and in the same way in all seasons, um, emotional seasons, as well as uh, the literal seasons of the year, um, instead of sort of acknowledging, yes, it's getting darker. Yes, we may not be able to do all the things that we did in summertime, but there are different things that we can do and should do now, um, you know, at a, a different sort of pace, uh, I think that that is sort of key to um, to thriving in these different seasons. And I really need to take my own advice here because uh, so much of what I have a hard time with in summer is that I'm still trying to live like it's fall and winter. You know, I'm still trying to wear my sweaters and my boots and drink tea. And of course, I'm miserable because I'm sweating and you know, just having an awful time. And, you know, maybe if I was, uh, I don't know, planting tomato plants and going to the ocean and swimming and enjoying uh, late night bonfires and listening to the crickets or something, maybe I would love summer more because there are certain things that you can only do in summertime and it's good to embrace those. But for today, um, I'm going to be talking about those things that we can embrace now, now that uh, we're approaching, um, approaching darker and darker days. Uh, I've, I've talked about this topic before. You can go back and listen to um, an episode I did all about the winter solstice. Um, uh, I, I referenced a lot from this book, Wintering by Catherine May, uh, which I really love. I, I really recommend um, people read it this time of year because she so beautifully um, sort of incorporates traditions uh, and festivals and practices uh, that that sort of help you thrive in the wintertime and then also relates it to um, times of wintering, um, winter seasons in our emotional lives and how we can survive those as well and ultimately come out on the other side um, thriving and having learned something. And one of the festivals she mentions is uh, Santa Lucia Day, uh, traditionally held in Sweden on December 13th, the Feast of St. Lucy. And I just love this festival so much. Um, St. Lucy was a, a martyr uh, during, during uh, Roman times who went down into the catacombs where Christians were being persecuted and were hiding. And she had a wreath of candles on her head, uh, lighting the way into the dark catacombs and would bring people bread and food and things like that. And uh, ultimately, her uh, jilted pagan fiancé reported her to the authorities, and uh, she was killed, famously losing her eyes, uh, which is one of the reasons she is the patron saint of the blind, which I also think is really interesting association with her um, with her traditions being around light and darkness and, you know, a light that we can see in the darkness. I think there's a lot of beautiful symbolism there as well. And of course, I love, I love this name. I love, uh, St. Lucia because I, I named my daughter that, um, little Lucia, Lucy Joan. And, uh, yeah, I just, I love this, this idea of light, a light, you know, John, a light that shines in the darkness and the darkness cannot and will not overcome it. And so there's something here about embracing that darkness, um, but also, uh, seeing that light, uh, candlelight, the light of 
the sun, uh, metaphorically, S-U-N and S-O-N, uh, lights that darkness, that, um, that, that the darkness is ultimately not going to, to win, um, that the, that the dawn is coming, light is coming, and there's something really beautiful about that. Um, so many profound experiences in my life involve candlelight, involve, um, you know, I, I've talked about before this Rarate mass that I tried to go to every year, traditional Advent mass where you um, you go before dawn when it's still dark and everybody's holding candles and um, you, you ideally what happens is that the consecration happens right as the sun is coming up and uh, the sun is you know pouring through the stained glass as the host is held up and um, all this beautiful candlelight um, is uh, sort of crying out symbolically you know that that uh, there is a light that shines in the darkness and um, yeah, it's just absolutely beautiful. So those sort of things are, are so moving. Um, I love to decorate with candles. I love, uh, I just ordered these, you know, soft, warm lights, like um, kind of like twinkle lights, but uh, just to sort of hang up around the house. And it makes a difference, you know, it makes a difference to um, turn them on in the morning or in the evening and things like that. So I'm going to be sort of exploring some ideas that we could do in our own lives. Um, to uh, make these dark nights um, not just something that we endure, but something that is beautiful and that inspires something in us. So I'm going to be sharing a number of quotes as well for you to ponder and think over. And I, I hope it helps you to enjoy this time of year and to really embrace it and not to fight against it. As you can tell, I still have a cold. Um, I don't know. It's just, it's staying with me. I got the flu shot. So I think that, um, my immune system was sort of getting a little better and then it was sort of trampled back down, but I'm hanging in there. Um, as always, you can go to bornofwonder.com. You can contact me there. I'm a bit behind on replying to emails. I apologize for that, but I do read everything that everyone sends me and I have, you know, an ongoing note in my phone about sending responses and things like that. So I'm sorry if I'm behind and getting back to you, but just know that I really, really appreciate you sending the emails. I appreciate so much your comments and thoughtfulness on Substack articles. Um, and speaking of which, you can head on over to Substack to follow me there. I um, ranted a bit in my most recent uh, monthly musings newsletter about how I am not a huge fan of the new Substack layout. Uh, they've sort of incorporated a news feed. I'm not thrilled with that, but it's still, in my mind, the best thing out there. There's so much good writing there. There is, you know, really interesting people doing interesting things, and it's still a great model for writers, and you can feel good about supporting people on there. Um, I just, you know, I just don't open it as often as I used to, which is kind of a shame. Um, you know, uh, I have to be a little more limited in how I engage with things on there, but um, it's it's still a great place to be. So I hope that you will follow follow me, uh, Born of Wonder, over there um, on Substack, link in the show notes. And uh, yeah, I'd love to connect with you there as well. Sleep is not a dead space, but a doorway to a different kind of consciousness, one that is reflective and restorative, full of tangential thought and unexpected insights. In winter, we are invited into a particular mode of sleep, 
not a regimented eight hours, but a slow ambulatory process in which waking thoughts merge with dreams and space is made in the blackest hours to repair the fragmented narratives of our days. Catherine May, Wintering. I just love that so much. Um, and this really speaks to sort of what I was saying in the beginning about embracing the seasons and what the different seasons can bring us. So if summer is sort of a time of, you know, these long days, um, high energy for for some people, I'm not including myself in that. <laughs> but you know, that that's sort of the, the people are out doing something, they're traveling, they're active. Um, you know, this, this time of year when the seasons are shifting, late fall, winter is inviting us um, to a sort of half half light right and there's something um you know things can seem magic by candlelight in ways that they they just can't at other times you know in the glaring light of the sun things seem so stark and uh a little too illuminated but the darkness allows for uh shadows for possibility and uh also for a quietness and rest and uh, i think we all need to rest we need to rest more <laughs> than we do um and uh because of this time change i've been you know um it's kind of a shame because i really rely on those post bedtime hours to you know live my life and live my adult life. I squeeze like sort of all my, you know, writing and podcasting and, uh, you know, talking with my husband and cooking and cleaning, like everything happens in like that two hours after they go to bed. Um, but lately, uh, as in the past few days, I've just like wanted to go to sleep when they do, um, which can be like 730. <laughs> um, like I'm ready to go to bed. And part of, part of that is because we've been doing a big house organization, you know, all those little corners of things of like baby clothes and just like odd trinkets people have gotten you and you like put in a bag and you put in the corner and they just kind of just stay there for years. Um, we've been doing a massive clean out and charity donations of all these things and it feels so good. I guess Marie Kondo was really onto something with that magic, you know, of tidying up um, <laughs> because I I now go into our bedroom and it doesn't have, you know, just piles of things and, you know, laundry is put away and I have like a nice quilt that my dad got me on the bed and, um, you know, I can light a candle and read for a little bit and I get tired. I get really tired, but in like a very um, good way and I sleep really well. You know, it's dark early. I feel like my circadian rhythm uh, if I allow it, if I don't just like turn on all the lights and look at screens uh, late at night, if I allow my circadian rhythm to follow its natural progression, I get quite tired because it's dark early. Um, and I'm up early, you know, I'm up with the sun, I'm up before the sun. So it's, it's natural that, um, my body and mind wants to sleep and, um, sleep is, sleep is a good thing. I mean, anybody with young kids, I mean, sleep is everything, right? Um, <laughs> Uh, it like, if I like whether or not I sleep well is like the difference of like whether or not I find joy in life. So if this is a season to embrace, you know, rest and sleep and, um, that, that can be a beautiful thing. It's not something to resist. You know, we're, we're such a hustle culture all the time and, um, there's, you know, space for that and time for that. And I get a lot of energy out of that as well. Um, but, I think it has to be balanced and we have to allow ourselves to uh, follow the seasons here. And uh, I'm going to read another great quote here from Catherine May um, that just sort of paints a wonderful scene of the sort of um, beauty 
and opportunity that this season can uh, give us for introspection. She writes, Winter is when I reorganize my bookshelves and read all the books I acquired in the previous year and failed to actually read. It is also the time when I reread beloved novels for the pleasure of reacquainting myself with old friends. In winter, I want concepts to chew over in a pool of lamplight. Slow, spiritual reading, a reinforcement of the soul. Winter is a time for libraries, the muffled quiet of bookstacks, and the scent of old pages in dust. In winter, I can spend hours in silent pursuit of a half-understood concept or a detail of history. There is nowhere else to be after all. So lovely, just this idea. I, I think of like, you know, sort of the waning light in afternoon and just um, hiding away in the library um, with a stack of books. Uh, not that I ever really have time to do that, but just the vision of that is beautiful to me. And I think, um, you know, this this falls into this idea of, I'm sure you've heard of it. It's spelled H-Y-G-G-E, but it's sort of incomprehensibly pronounced Huga. This concept in Scandinavian countries of like comfort, coziness. Um, it's very trendy. It's, it's a very, you know, hashtag hookah. Um, but I'm all about it. I'm so about it, you know, because these countries have a lot of darkness, sometimes just like hours of sunlight a day, and they've got to get cozy or else they're not going to do well. Um, but I love that this idea is... Um, it's like it's bigger than just you know being cozy it's sort of a a lifestyle adjustment it's a way of uh, shifting our values and I think that that can be really helpful I'm going to read a little bit here from um, a website where it talks about it I'll link to it in the show notes um uh, you know, um, it's translate who guys translated in many ways like the art of creating intimacy coziness of the soul and even cocoa by candlelight i that's i love that cocoa by candlelight that in and of itself is something to pursue um it says for the residents of denmark huga is part of daily lifestyle and conversation it can be combined with other words like socks giving you huga soccer or chat snack to make huga snack which is small talk that is cozy of course but it's not just for Danes and having more hygge might help Americans move back up on the happiness chart. Uh, let's hope so. We need some help. Um, it's a feeling or a moment in time about cozy contentment. Um, so again, like, you know, we can sort of fall into just sort of superficial things, having like, you know, the right look, uh, the right Instagrammable thing, but that's not really um, what it's about, right? It's, it's a, it's, it's about, um, incorporating things that make us feel at home and they might be different for different people, but, um, sort of the quintessential or the typical idea would be natural elements, wood, books, plenty of blankets, um, just having that around. And as I said earlier, lighting is really important, like candlelight, um, warm lighting, you know, when you go to the store, uh, and you get a light bulb, we made the mistake of getting like a 70 watt, I don't remember what it was, but it was like a fluorescent light. We were like, we have to get rid of this one. Look for the warm light ones, right? Um, it makes a big difference. 
And um, also to look at the sort of balance of outdoor activities that you can do that then make coming into that cozy environment so nice. And that's one of the reasons I'm so grateful for the barn is that it gets me outside no matter what the weather. Um, And it can be so cozy when you have to go out and it's really cold and you're looking at the stars on your way in and out from the barn and you're all wrapped up and then you come inside and there's candles and warm light and maybe a fire and um, something on the stove, some sort of stew or soup or something like that really enhances it because it's just so nice. Um, and, uh, yeah, you, you know, it's, it's, it's about balance and finding that balance. So, um, you know, candles, uh, some dark chocolate tea, a favorite book, jam, a good pair of wool socks, um, a notebook to sketch in or, um, write in a sweater and a nice blanket, Um, All these things can be part of huga, and I think can, um, if you're sort of somebody who doesn't naturally love this time of year, doesn't love the cold, doesn't love the dark, you know, if you make those elements part of your, of your life, um, I think that when you're, you're all huddled up inside with these cozy things and you look outside and it's dark, it won't seem so oppressive. At least that's what I hope and that's how it feels for me. So that's really all I have for you today. Um, I'm sitting on some interviews that I will be sharing soon. Um, So stay tuned for that. And I just, I wish you uh, peace and calm and lots and lots of coziness. And uh, I will be back with you soon uh, next week. And um, in the meantime, I'm going to share with you here some music because this is the other thing, finding those things that just sort of give you like a little burst of happiness. I think this is also so important for parents is to like find something like quick that can kind of change your mood you know if you're really burnt out at the end of the day or um kids aren't napping the way they should uh tell me how I know about that um you know like things can really feel rough and you need something that just like gives you a little pick me up um there are a few you know musical numbers uh playlists I have I can put on and they really help and um or something like making like a cup of coffee or a cup of tea in the afternoon some honey or creamer in it um, is like a real treat you know and I can look forward to that at like 2 30 like that could really be a really nice pick-me-up so finding those things that can give you um, a dose of joy so in that vein I'm going to share um, this is uh, from the soundtrack from the last of the Mohicans which I've never seen um, and I hated the book <laughs> I hated the book when we read it in um, college um, but really just because I think Cooper is such a terrible writer Chris and I were just talking about this it's too bad that somebody else didn't write it because it's like a great adventure story right but you have to get past his awful style but um, Last of the Mohicans great soundtrack which I've listened to many times and uh, I'll put a link to the video of this it's like this band playing on this like dramatic um, I think they're in Ireland like cliffs and it's just beautiful it just transports me so if I put on something like this and I get a cup of tea I feel I feel ready to go so I hope it brings you joy as well so I'll be back with you soon Uh, I'm Katie Marquette and this is Born of Wonder
And here there is something more than just a transient experience. It's about uh, being. It's about the things that matter to me. It's about the white spaces between the paragraphs. Then God said, let there be light. It's a mistake you always made, Doc, trying to love a wild thing. 